Huzzah! I'm Spider, and welcome to the Jacks Rangers, a New England Free Jacks podcast. And here is your host, Phil Harris. Yeah! Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers show. I'm up here at the Granite Outpost in beautiful Manchester, New Hampshire. The Free Jacks finally know who their opponent will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. That is our arch rival in Rugby, New Jersey, a.k.a. the Old Blacks, a.k.a. Hoboken RFC, a.k.a. the Semifinalists, a.k.a. the Dirt Peckers, a.k.a. the Sopranos. On June the 19th, Fort Quincy is going to be jumping in absolutely a madhouse as our New England Free Jacks compete for their first ever playoff win in the Eastern Conference Finals, trying to punch their ticket to the MLR Championship Final. We got a jam-packed episode this time around. I did want to go over our primary sponsor here, Storm Along Cider, real craft hard cider made in Massachusetts. All of their ciders are 100% high-quality, fresh-pressed, locally-sourced apples. Taste the Storm along difference and get your hands on some today. Use promo code TJRS for 10% off your first online order at their website, stormalong.com, or check out their locator to find realtors near you. The lineup for today is going to be, we're going to have John Pooley, who's a friend of mine. He does the All-American Rugby Podcast. He is from the Shetland Islands in Scotland, and he covers all things USA Rugby, including Major League Rugby. He is a New Jersey sympathizer but he's a Free Jacks fan at heart. I truly believe that. Really enjoyed talking to John. Next up, we got Bozo 6, Rapid Reactions and Picks, as Bozo predicts and reacts to the previous predictions. And finally, we have the Outriders segment. We're going to go over the New Jersey preview, and then we'll close up shop at the end here. Appreciate everybody riding with us for the best Free Jacks content on the internet here at the Jacks Rangers show, brought to you by Storm Along American Hard Cider. Let's kick that mother effing mule, baby. It's playoff time. Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers show. I'm joined this time with a very special guest from the All-American Rugby Podcast, John Pulley. John, how the hell are you? I'm very well, Phil. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, we've got similar hair colors right now with the blondes. I'm yeah. Pretty good, man. Yeah, I am doing my best Phil Harris impression right now. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, where are you from? Uh, I am from the Shetland Islands, which are a small group of islands just north of Scotland. About, well, I say just north of Scotland, about 200 miles away. Oh, um, wow. We're as close to Norway as we are to Scotland. But no kidding. That's, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, what is your origin story with rugby? Um, like the first ever experience I had of rugby, I was in primary school i would have been eight or nine years old i think and a teacher came in a rugby coach came in to teach us a pe class and it was rugby and i just loved it but then there was no other rugby available for kids here at that time Mm -hmm. and so instead i played soccer and everything like that until i got into high school and then when I was about three years into high school, a teacher came up from the Borders, which is the big you know, rugby area in Scotland. Yes. And uh, he was shocked that there was no rugby team and set one up. And I joined it. That was 21 years ago now. And I've never looked back. So do you have to go to the mainland to play frequently or are there multiple teams on the island? How does that work? So, yeah, there's just the one team on the island now. Wow. Um, there used to be two. There was an RAF base up here, but that closed a few years ago. So now there's just the, the one team. And yeah, we play in the Scottish League, so we have to travel down to the mainland to to play all our away games, which is fun. Very nice. That's quite the travel. Um, normally with the, the people around here in the New England area, you can go, you know, 20 minutes and, and place off against your rival, you know, 10, 15 miles down the road. So that's that's quite the journey for you guys uh, every single week, I guess, huh? Yeah, every second week, definitely. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, kind of nearest game is yeah, two hundred miles away, which is which is fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the uh, All American Rugby podcasts. Please promote that and also your social media. I know that you're active on Twitter and Instagram. Cool. Yeah. So I started the podcast about a third of the way through this MLR season, and I just kind of had this sort of epiphany moment. Like I uh, used to have a rugby podcast a few years ago, and that kind of just dwindled away into nothing. And I really wanted to get back into doing it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I watched the the Rugby Town documentary about the American Raptors, and I was like, "There it is. That's the thing." American rugby, nobody talks about it over here. Right. So I'm going to do that. And so I kind of looked for a name that was encompassing enough while I kind of uh, worked out what I was going to talk about. And yeah, the All American Rugby podcast seemed to be one that nobody else was using. So mm-hmm. that's what I chose. And yeah, we've been going, what, 12, 13 weeks now. And going really well really really chuffed with kind of the response that it's been getting both sides of the pond yeah and um so yeah we've got pretty active twitter page uh which is aa rugby pod and then we're all american rugby pod on instagram but that name was too long for twitter so Gotcha. Yeah, we uh, we started the Jacks Rangers show, I wouldn't say like a quarter way through the season last year. So obviously we're a year into this now, a little over um, a year and two months, I think it is at this point. So, yeah, it's awesome that you're um, interactive with, uh, you know, the, your show and stuff like that and really appreciate more coverage of MLR, especially internationally. So uh, hats off to you for doing this. Talk about your American correspondent, uh, Johnny Mother Rucker. What is his background exactly? <laughs> Nobody's really very sure. Um, he's he's one of these guys who just kind of blows in and out with the breeze. He, mm-hmm. You never know where he's been or what he's been up to uh, or what his opinions are going to be. He just kind of shoots from the hip, basically. Very uh, I don't even know if he knows that much about rugby, to be perfectly honest with you, oh, but okay. he, uh, he, he chips in anyway. Very good. Yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome little segment that you do um, on your show. And, and I think uh, folks will appreciate that if you haven't listened to it. Make sure you, you tune in and, and pay close attention to uh, Johnny Mother Rucker with his excellent correspondence there for MLR. Um, what is your take on the L.A. and Austin debacle? Yeah, it's awkward, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Like, I understand why the league felt they needed to do something mm-hmm. and obviously like we haven't heard much detail about it yet but obviously they feel that it's serious enough that they needed to act immediately rather than letting the, the season play out and then and then deal mm-hmm. with it retrospectively right um so and obviously all the all the chat and all the rumors are that it's salary cap violations and things like that that, mm-hmm. that they've been that they're being stung with yeah and so we had a similar situation over here a few years ago with saracens um where they were obviously docked a huge number of points and eventually relegated as a result Mm -hmm. um but other teams leicester tigers this earlier on this year they were uh stung with a, a salary cap violation as well but they only got a fine they didn't have the same punishment i don't know if that was because it wasn't so egregious that they were um that they were kind of flaunting the system um but obviously saracens had been doing it for a prolonged period it wasn't just right. one or two seasons it was at least three maybe probably more um so where la and austin are on that scale I don't know if it's just a, it's obviously not a minor thing if they've been disqualified from the league this season, but um, it'll be really, really interesting to see what announcements come out about this and what the detail actually is. Um, Because you would have thought the league would have been a bit more vocal in their reasoning, but I assume they're waiting for all the legal stuff to be uh, double checked and triple checked before they they actually make a statement saying why they've done what they've done. 
Right. With the with the examples that you're giving about the English uh, premiership, it seems like the the news of what took place was immediate, right? The, the leagues the league specifically said this is what happened and these are the consequences. Eventually, the ruling came down, I guess, for Saracen specifically to get all of the points taken or docked and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And all that. Yeah. So that's the confusing part for people. But, you know, just, you know, for folks out there, keep in mind that, you know, all leagues are not immune to scandal. You know, like it's just not an American thing that, you know, it, it obviously doesn't make the league look great. Um, but, you know, it, the, the league is early in its history and, you know, scandals are just bound to happen. Unfortunately, that's just the way of the way it works sometimes. So. Yeah. Um, as a New Jersey sympathizer, do you worry that the the team that has three former All Blacks on their roster, that the league could possibly crack down on them as well if they're doing a little bit of funny business there on their um, end as well? I'm not going to lie. I'm sweating a little bit. Yeah. I don't think it's just them who kind of need to be watching, but mm-hmm. obviously with yeah the signings they've made, particularly this year, you kind of wonder. You yeah. definitely wonder. For sure. Um, you know, we've heard differing opinions of like uh, all 13 teams may be, need to be concerned, you know, because mm-hmm. if, if one of them's doing it, then maybe all of them are doing it, which is kind of terrifying to think about. Um, when you have these rules in place, you expect, you know, your teams to do good and follow them. Um, but that's not always the case, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's uh, it's a little concerning for sure for everybody involved um, when you consider it could be all of the teams. Um, but what is the pulse of MLR in Scotland? Are people fans of the league there? Is it something that's kind of growing or what do you, what do you think? It's still very, very niche. And like, obviously the, the, the stories this week, the scandals have, have caught the attention a bit more. Um, and so people have, have kind of been a bit surprised by that, given that it's such a new league. Um, but for a lot of people, it's the first time it's kind of appeared on the radar. Yeah. And they were, a lot of people weren't even aware that there, there was a league in America. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of one of the things I'm trying to, to kind of change a little bit with right. with the All American Rugby podcast is to to draw attention to it and say, look, there's this there's this thing over here and it's new and it's it's gonna be great. Um, it is yeah. great. A lot of it, a lot yeah. of it is fantastic. And but then, yeah, you have you have a scandal and people go, hmm, really? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, like a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing lately is people are calling this a crisis within MLR. And I really think that's like very clickbaity. Obviously, it's not great that two of your best Western conference teams are involved, but it's the same owner. So it's not it's not that the MLRs uncovered this widespread across every single team and stuff like that. Hopefully that won't be the case, but I don't think it's a crisis per se, but it's definitely a scandal. Um, So yeah, it's not great that people are finding out about the United States having a professional league because of the scandal, but um, you know, maybe they'll tune into the Eastern conference and Western conference final this, uh, this coming weekend uh, or the weekend after next. How do you see the playoffs shaking out? This is kind of like a good segue to jump into that. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, obviously, there's been yeah huge shakeups out west um, with two of the three teams no longer there. Mm-hmm. So that's given Seattle and San Diego a huge opportunity that they they really weren't expecting, and like they're both going to absolutely gun for it because yes. If you get a second chance, you have to go for it. You have to take it. Oh yeah. So like that's gonna be a hell of a game. Like I think that's gonna be really, really good. And then over in the east, it's Atlanta, New York, New Jersey. Sorry, that's uh, all right. Uh, remember where I am right now. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we've we've kind of been lining this one up for for a few weeks now, and. It'll be, it'll be close. It'll be tense. Like yeah. I don't think the match a couple of weeks ago is any real reflection of of what we're going to see in in this playoff game. I mm-hmm. think it'll be much much closer. Um, I'm going to tip Atlanta to win it. Oh wow! I think, I think they've got more about them. I think they've got more strings to their bow. Um, 
and uh yeah gonna gonna bet against my old blacks right now that that's uh, i would not predict that you would have said that i would not have guessed that you would pick atlanta to win it's interesting i did a poll recently and it, we haven't got the full results yet it's still ongoing on twitter instagram and facebook but the vast majority of people that are free jacks fans that is i mean i guess anybody could technically vote but let's just say if it was all free jacks fans they're really pulling for atlanta to win this game to face us once again at fort quincy where we did beat them this year um and last year as well actually the first game ever in fort quincy we were able to beat Atlanta as they were heading into the playoffs as the last regular season home game. So, yeah, I think people feel better about that. Also, there's the aspect of such a huge rivalry between uh, New York or excuse me, New Jersey and also uh, New England. Um, so people don't want to lose. They don't want to have the possibility of losing to uh, New Jersey once again at Fort Quincy. And with uh, the stakes that being so high, I think people are afraid of that. Um, yeah. So I, I also would hope that Atlanta wins this one as well. But if it's New Jersey, I feel good about Free Jack's chances. This is a team that has dominated New Jersey in the overall standings in that series historically. I think we're four and two at this point. So i uh, got to feel good about it, the Free Jacks. I mean, obviously, with bringing in all of these older all-black players um, that were stars in the 15 World Cup, uh, it's something to be concerned about for sure. But I will say this, in the previous game where the Free Jacks lost at home at Fort Quincy to New Jersey, those guys were neutralized. I don't, I mean, the only try that came from New Jersey were from the uh, line-out mall try combination that they're so good at. Um, I think the Free Jacks did a fantastic job of neutralizing those guys out wide. So it'll be interesting for sure. Um, do you have a second favorite MLR team? And if so, why is it the Free Jacks? Well, obviously it's the Free Jacks <laughs> because uh, I can't pick when it comes to rivalries. <laughs> No, I, I do. I do like the Free Jacks. Um, obviously, there's there's Dougie Fife playing over there, yes, yes. Um, so there's there's an instant Scottish connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also had well, my granny had a cousin in Vermont, so okay. yep. there's there's a, a tie to the area as well. So very good. Yeah, it's weird to like both sides of of a rivalry, but but you're so far removed from it. I guess that you can kind of get away with it. It's no big deal. Now, if you were in New Jersey or New England, that would be kind of a problem. But uh, yeah, with uh, with the separation there, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, I was going to ask you, I can't remember. Dang. Let me move over to the question that I did write down. It's a long way away, uh, but do you think the U.S. Eagles can make it out of their group in 2031? Is that possible? I know that you're a fan of the American Raptors, and what they're trying to do is bring in these crossover athletes and train them to become USA Eagles. Um, but is it possible, do you think? Yes. No, it's definitely possible. Um, it's nine years away. That's it's a long that's, time. That's like three, three World Cup cycles. That's, yeah. that's a, a lot of a lot of players to come and go, a lot of time to nurture and develop, find, first of all, find talent, mm-hmm. nurture it, develop it, bring it to a standard where where it can compete. And and there's absolutely no reason that can't be done. Um, of course, the, the game in America is going to get a huge boost and a huge lift from this. There's going to be so much more attention on rugby. Mm-hmm. See the MLR is already in place. It's been running for a few years. It's growing. It's building. It's better than it's ever been. Yes, it's all the tra- oops, sorry. The trajectory is all in the right direction. It's all it's all building, and and so those kind of we're still at the early stages of it. Mm-hmm. But give it a few more years, and and that momentum is going to build. It's going to start rumbling, and and yeah, I think there's every chance that that the Eagles will will qualify out of that pool. Absolutely. Um, I agree with you. I think that's something that they should aim for as a goal because it's one thing to host it, but if your team is getting boat raced or <laughs> if the other teams are just saying rolled in boys, like it's not really going to be fantastic. Um, it is a global game, but Americans are really pig headed, unfortunately, about their sports. Um, I, I think that's why rugby isn't as big as it should be at this point. Um, but yeah, uh, I just got to hope for the best because all you have to do is look at uh, American soccer, right? USA soccer. They were good for a couple world cups. I feel like they got out of their group stages like one or twice, 
two times within the past, let's say 20 years. And that really drew a lot of attention. MLS, obviously in their 27th year, I think at this point. So those, those stadiums that are soccer specific are absolutely full to the brim, great atmospheres and stuff like that. So MLR, I know that they're doing this. They're looking at MLS as a pathway that they can kind of walk down and, and emulate and stuff like that. And I think it's a good approach um, as well. The one thing I forgot to ask you that I will now that I'm remembering the question is uh, DC, the uh, Scottish Rugby Union is bought into DC. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of actual Scottish players that play for DC. And I don't, if other than Dougie Fife, I can't really name a whole bunch of Scottish players in MLR. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I, I still don't really understand the SRU DC buy-in thing. I like think they it, own like thirty percent or something. Yeah, it was a huge amount of money they they threw into it. It's like six hundred thousand pounds or something like that. It's a, a wow. big wedge of cash that mm-hmm. could probably have been better used over here. You would think absolutely because um, yeah, there aren't. I've not been aware of of any Scottish guys in the DC roster at all. Um, I thought they would maybe kind of use it as almost like a a farm system for young yeah. Scottish players. And you know, there's a couple of guys over here playing for sort of uh, premiership teams in Scotland. You maybe stick them across there, see how they do in a professional environment. And then if they thrive, then they come back across to play for Glasgow or Edinburgh or someone like that. Um, but there doesn't seem to be any movement on that front. There's not, a huge number of, of Scottish guys in the league at all. You've got uh, Dougie Fife, we've mentioned him, uh, Adam Ash over in LA, but that's that's it as far as I'm aware. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, James Malcolm in Seattle as well. Okay. The hooker. Um, all right. Yeah, not a, a lot. A Glasgow boy. But yeah, there's not many. That's pretty awful. I mean, I would think that they would want to, you know, do like some sort of strategic partnership, at least with like Glasgow or Edinburgh and get those guys over here that aren't playing for them and get game time experience. But it seems like a big fail on that aspect of it, uh, at least uh, in the beginning here. Another thing is like no Welsh players either. None. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a real shame. Um, We got to get better at that sort of thing and get those guys, the young guys over here that aren't playing in their specific teams and get them some game time. And so they can go back to their parent club and, and and really light it up. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll open the floor here to you. So you just speak directly to the Rangers out there. Anybody that's going to be listening to this, you want to talk about, you know, your podcast, whatever you want to talk about, let's, let's, let's do it. We got time. I wasn't expecting this kind of open floor. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want, I suppose, uh, a different take on on the MLR, it's kind of mm-hmm. a, a more a, a more of a broad spectrum, a broad church. Uh, we welcome all comers to the All American Rugby Podcast. Um, I basically, yeah, try and cover as much of uh, the American rugby scene as I can which is I'm learning is actually a very difficult thing to do because mm-hmm. there's an awful lot that's going on. Oh yeah. Um, but certainly covering all the MLR, all of the uh, men's and women's sevens and uh, 15s, the Eagles teams. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the, the kind of the main focuses of the show. That's, that's what I, I try and cover. I go into as much detail as I can about each of the MLR games, break them down, who did this? Who scored those points? Who scored that try? Uh, we always uh, get our, or almost always get our correspondent, Johnny Mother Rucker, on. Uh, he takes us through his smash of the week and he always offers some uh, words of wisdom every week for uh, someone in and around or involved in the American rugby scene. So um, if you like the sound of that, something a little bit different, then uh, yeah, listen to the All American Rugby Podcast. You can find us everywhere uh, on all good podcast players and some shit ones as well. <laughs> Fantastic! I to swear. I know you're good. Yeah, we can we can swear all, all day long here. Uh, I do highly fucking recommend sweet. it, guys. Yeah, fucking sweet, exactly. Uh, I do highly recommend the podcast. Check it out. Um, it is a different, you know, uh, vibe for sure with MLR coverage and USA Rugby coverage, which is good. I mean, I appreciate that kind of thing. Um, and Johnny Ru- Mother Rucker is hilarious. 
for sure. Um, so yeah, we appreciate that. And I, I would highly recommend that uh, you continue doing the uh, pizza and beer watch alongs. Uh, I was uh, lucky enough to join one of those and it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I, I would definitely recommend that. We are doing a Ranger Tavern um, that actually will pass by the time that this episode comes out, but uh, hopefully we'll be doing that in the future as well for especially away games where we're watching the game or at least we're previewing the game right before kickoff and doing that sort of thing. So I appreciate you doing that sort of stuff. It's really cool um, to expand the content and whatnot. Oh, well, thanks, Phil. Yeah, it'll definitely be doing um, more uh, pizza and beer watch-alongs or maybe burger and beer, hot dog yeah. and beer, all those good good American foods that the world loves. So we're, we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're bringing everybody in. And, and the first one was, was a, a really good, fun kind of little interaction it's nice mm -hmm. see when you're doing a podcast obviously it's just you talking into a microphone most of right. the time so yeah. it's nice to have that kind of bit of back and forth so absolutely uh thank you for coming along to it oh yeah no problem i really enjoyed it uh let's do a storm along one word association here and then we'll get you out i've got one or two words and the first thing that pops to your mind let me know what that is and we'll continue sweet rangers celtic yeah. Uh, Manchester United. Champions 20 times <laughs> champions. <laughs> All right. Scotland. The best small country in the world. All right. Fair enough. Uh, American Raptors. The future. Okay. Free Jacks. Champions 2022. Oh, love it. Love it. Uh, and finally, the All American Rugby Podcast. A fun place. I agree. It is a fun place indeed. Make sure all of the Rangers check it out. Um, you will not be disappointed for sure. John, I appreciate you being on here. We got one word to get out of here. And I know that you're a Free Jacks fan at heart. So we'll go ahead and say that together in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah! Woo! Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers show. I'm joined with my boy Bozo. Bozo Six, how the hell are you? I'm coming to you live from the packed up house. I'm moving soon. So got the nice neutral backdrop. I'm ready to roll. Very good. Very good. Uh, good. Let's see here. I wanted to pull up. Whoops. I need to share my screen at this point. You would think I'd be, uh, you know, prepared to do this stuff, but uh, apparently not. Let me see. There it's we all go. Good. All right. So what we're looking at right now is the Western Eliminator. These are the results from the past two playoff games that have taken place. The most recent one was the Seattle Seawolves at home, 43 to 19 to the San Diego Legion. Seattle punching their ticket to the Western Conference Finals. What did you make of this game? Uh, Seattle's really dangerous. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, you know, now that was their third encounter with the, the Legion. They've, they won all three this season. It's kind of become a lopsided rivalry, much mm -hmm. like us in New Jersey, mm -hmm. um, where the Seattle's like the big brother. Um, their first encounter, I think, was in San Diego this year, and it was actually a pretty close one. And then they kind of beat them up decently, I think, the last time they came to Starfire, and this one no different. Um, San Diego kept it real close. You almost wonder, though, how much the the uh, the turmoil with the the removal of the jabronis and the Gilwinis, yes. and, you know, who knows how many of these players, you, you know, you kind of mentally turn it off. Does that have an effect? I don't really know. Mm -hmm. um, Seattle was 2-0 and against them in the regular season. Um, I think that they should have won. I think they deserve to win. The, their form has been really good the last couple of weeks. I mean, little did they know they were kind of in like a playoff match with L.A. kind of mm -hmm. type of That's thing, right. too. They're, they're they regular play season the way out. Yeah. Yeah, but they're really dangerous, man. They're really sharp. Uh, if you haven't saw seen it yet, I forget their fullback's name. Throws a ridiculous pass. Highlights are on the Rugby Network. Go check it out. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, Duncan Matthews. I was watching the game. I watched uh, the first half, and boy, he's a good player. I didn't, I didn't know about him either. Obviously, you know, we've got that East Coast bias or whatever. But uh, really good players. Some good, uh, good players on that Seattle team. Um, it was a close game up until halftime, and then that's when I went to bed. And then I woke up the next morning. I was like, Jesus, they, uh, they blasted him in the second half. Seattle did. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the next one yep. was the Eastern Eliminator, uh, Bozo. This was in Atlanta, Rugby Atlanta playing Rugby New Jersey. This was 19 to 26. Unfortunately, our arch rivals are, have punched their ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals. What did you make of this one? Yeah, it was really sad. Big, big, big sad for this one just because they've uh, at least made it back to their moniker of semifinalists. Yes. Uh, yes. We're, we're going to be making that one stick, by the way. Not shocking 
prediction and opinion there. <laughs> yeah. um, my, my overall impression was, wow, what a really, really hard fought match. Um, New York's uh, line out drive. I mean, how it's like a broken record at this point, talking yeah. about this thing, the butcher at the back of that thing, Dylan Fawcett, uh, he's an outstanding player that really carried the day. I believe they scored two of their tries on that. And the game winner was one of those. I'm just really bummed, man, because we've talked about it before. I don't want to beat a dead horse with it. You know, me and you we, and, and Dave, we banter in, in our chat, but Hey man, that's what happens when you add two not so or Andy Ellis is an over the hill, all black. Milner Scudder and Naholo are not. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when you add that kind of firepower to the back line and it's starting to gel. If they didn't have those players, Atlanta would have blown them out. And don't give me any of this crap. Well, it would have blew them out in Hoboken and they had those players. Yeah, they just got there and like half the team was sick. So if you like pay attention to the background noise, yep. like New Jersey was struggling with an illness that match. So it's it just right. bums me out to see that crap because Atlanta fought hard and played hard all year. And, I, you know, they're our second cousins. You want to you want to get the fam and beat them up at the family barbecue at Quincy. That's and right. Now we have to wait till next year to do that. So bummed. Yeah, it's a bummer. I watched that entire game. We did that on the uh, Ranger Tavern on uh, Twitter Spaces. We're going to do that again this weekend, uh, watching Seattle versus Houston. But yeah, I was I was hoping that uh, Atlanta would be able to pull that one out. Unfortunately, that was not the case. But that brings us to we're essentially at the final four, which I know that the um, uh, MLR cannot use that language, otherwise they'd get sued massively. So we're just calling it the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. The first one being on June the nineteenth, or excuse me, the eighth. 18th on FS2, the Western Conference Final, Houston Sabercats at home in Houston at that rugby-specific stadium against Seattle Seawolves. Who you got for this one that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern time? Yeah, I mean, you got to pick on the form, and that's what I've been doing. You know, people, you know, we I do a lot of crazy things for my picks, but I also watch a lot of Major League Rugby, and it's pretty clear that if a team is playing on the form that they show the previous week, it, it's actually not really that hard to make picks in this league. And Seattle is for sure the form side. I mean, Houston essentially limped into the playoffs off a couple of L's. Like, I don't even know. And they were supposed to be the third seed traveling right. and then walk their ways. And I mean, listen, that's not their fault, right? That's right. They, they followed the rules and played the salary cap the way it was supposed to be played. And so they are where they are because of that. Um, however, these teams split their split their series this season. They both won at home. Seattle winning by seven at home. If you'll remember, that was that penalty kick to get Houston into the playoffs. That's right. And then, and then I believe, don't quote me, but I think it was 21-19, Houston beat them at Aviva earlier in the season. I wouldn't read too much into that one. Seattle has excellent form. Houston was one of the teams they they beat in the last few weeks of the season. They played us tight. They've played all the good teams uh, really tight. They had a couple of head scratchers this year, but I think they're kind of well over that, and they might just be peaking at the right time. Take the Seawolves all it. day. Me too. You know, I'm not making these picks officially, but uh, these are my two soft spot Western Conference teams, if you will. So it's going to be uh, really fun to watch this game. We're doing another Twitter Spaces at the Ranger Tavern on Twitter Spaces um, for this game at 7 p.m. on June the 19th. So anybody that wants to join us, whether it be Houston fans, Seattle fans, or just Free Jacks fans, obviously we'll be talking about the game that's taking place that next day, which is the big one for us. But we'll be watching that game and just shooting the shit and drinking some Storm Along ciders like I have in front of me right here from the Rare Apple Club. But, yeah, it should be a good time. Um, I think you're right. I think Seattle will win this game, and it will create an ideal final, in my opinion, with Seattle Seawolves traveling across the country to come to Quincy, Massachusetts. Of course, we've got to pick this game here in a moment for you, Bozo. But, uh, yeah, that's my ideal final there. So um, the next day on June the 19th at 3 p.m. Eastern time, the Eastern Conference Final on FS1 this time around at Fort Quincy, it's our New England Free Jacks against Rugby New Jersey, the old blacks. Who you got? Yeah, the semifinals, the dirt peckers, the old blacks. So, whatever name we got for them uh, this week, next week, and next year, I look forward to all of our combinations uh, coming to life. Yes, uh, obviously, we're extremely biased. I've got to pick the Free Jacks. They're the forum team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hey, we lost the regular season finale to New Jersey. There was enough starters from both teams in the lineups to kind of make it semi-serious. But, I mean, yes. you had guys like Dylan Fawcett playing flanker. Yeah, <laughs> I, Listen, the guy's an athlete and a great rugby player. I figure if you can play hooker, you can play flanker. But 
you know, that guys playing out of position, guys that don't normally start on both teams. Like they had some academy guys come up. We did as well. Uh, I wouldn't read too much into that, especially the scoreless second half. Mm-hmm. Yada yada. It could go on and on. Uh, that's that's not my place to to talk about that match. It's already been reviewed, so they say. But I mean, what's interesting to me about this match is we haven't played. They fielded quite a strong side. They had some injury returns in their match versus Atlanta. That's yes. and we haven't seen our strong side. They're all blacks, basically. (laughs) So I think it's going to be a tight encounter. I think it's going to be close. Uh, Listen, it's it's, and it's hardly even a road trip for them, too, which sucks. But it will be on the road because we are not a morgue uh, (laughs) or whatever, you know. Yes. So I expect the Free Jacks to win. Um, I think they're going to probably win by three. I think we're also going to see like more big time, not that this is not big time rugby matches, but I think we're going to see more big time match stuff. So if you're a big fan of rugby and you watch a lot of test rugby, like it's going to feel like that, like any chance at the sticks, both teams are going to be kicking at the sticks. Don't expect to see, well, maybe New York will go for the corner in certain situations because of their strong mall line out. I I don't know. If they have Um, a lead, I doubt it. If they have a a lead, they'll, they'll, they'll kick for, uh, for points. Yeah. Yeah, I, I expect some real test match stuff, uh, kind of like a la Toronto. I feel like that would probably yeah. be the blueprint for New York. Get get the points ticking over and whatever, mm-hmm. and then they'll start doing that other stuff. But, yeah, this is going to have a very big test match kind of feel to it, uh, at least in the MLR. It's not a test match, but you know what I mean. It has that feeling to me. Yeah. This is so important. Uh, I'm so hyped. But either way, uh, Free Jacks, hang 90 on them. That would be freaking awesome, too. <laughs> So I can, you know what I mean? Hang 90 on them. Love it. Uh, Jacks by 90. Yeah, yeah. But either way, man, I'm just going to put this out there in the, in the ethos. I'm so proud to, uh, of the Free Jacks this season. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to be a fan. Uh, I'm going to be there supporting. Doesn't matter. But we're going to win. Hang 90 on them. Love it. Love it. Yeah, Jacks by 90 for sure. This is the game to do it, right? I mean, you know, this is going to be a close affair, but if the Free Jacks are able to pull away, remember the first game in Hoboken, Free Jacks separated themselves in the last 20 minutes. Wouldn't that be an ideal scenario in a celebratory atmosphere there at Fort Quincy, knowing that we're going into the finals if we're up by, let's say, 20 with 10 to go? I mean, that that place is going to be absolutely rocking. Um, I cannot wait for this game. I'm a little nervous, as we all should be, right? This is your biggest rival you don't want to lose to them under these circumstances so it's okay to feel nervous but just make sure that all the rangers and the continentals out there that are hearing this uh, bring a friend and get loud as hell at fort quincy as i know that you always are this is the big one we we have to we have to win um yeah the players know. better be ready to walk a couple laps up and down the fence after we beat these clowns oh hell yeah. <laughs> the handshaking is probably going to go on for hours man and I'll tell you what, you know, once the Free Jacks do win, you better believe that we're going to be dancing on New Jersey's grave, uh, you know, after that and throughout the entire offseason. Just, just you know, because, hey, we're rivals. That's how this works. So, yeah, I appreciate oh, yeah. you, Bozo. You got any closing thoughts, my friend? No, man, go Free Jacks. I'll be at the game on Sunday. If you see me, I, I, I ha- unbelievably, unbelievably, I have gotten a shout-out from someone. they like, hey, man, I love the show. So I like hearing that. That's really cool. Uh, so if you see me, say hello. Doesn't matter if I don't know you. I love that. Yeah. Uh, buy him a uh, Storm Belong uh, unfiltered. You would appreciate that very much. I do have a designated driver. Please load me up with Storm Belong. They're only five dollars. Like, That's true. Five buckaroos. Not bad. All right. We've got yeah. one word to get out of here in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah! Woo! Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I'm joined by good friend Dave McBay. Dave, how the hell are you? I'm doing fantastic, Phil. Doing fantastic. Had a good weekend. Everybody had, you know, a weekend off of uh, rugby, which Mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, when it's because you have a bye because you're the best team in the league. That's a good reason to have a weekend off. So it sure is. Yeah. Did you uh, did you keep busy over the weekend? What'd you do with your rugby free uh, or free jacks free at least weekend? Yeah, we had Ranger Tavern. So we talked about uh, the game that was in front of us. Obviously, that was uh, New Jersey and at Atlanta. So we talked about that. Talked about the free jacks a little bit. Talked about the debacle with the league right now and the two teams <laughs> that were suspended from the playoffs or disqualified, if you will. So that was always a good time. That's on Twitter Spaces. We're doing another one of those uh on june the 18th at 7 p.m that is for the 
Seattle versus Houston at Houston game. So we'll be on Twitter spaces for that, talking about the Free Jacks game the next day and also, you know, digesting what's in front of us here with the rugby for the uh, Western Conference final. So it should be a good time. Excellent. I did want to mention that Together We Ride, you were participating in that. It was the live stream produced by the Three Bod Rugby Group with appearances by the Jacks Ranger Show, members of the First Regiment, local boy Cam Davidowitz, CEO Mags, performance director TK, the captain Josh Larson of the Free Jacks. It was on, it was on Thursday, June the 9th at 8 p.m., but that is recorded. It is on multiple different platforms that you can check that out on. If you guys haven't seen it, it's still relevant right now because we talked about the play offs and all that sort of stuff what happened in the regular season so it was just a great time what were your impressions of that i really enjoyed participating i talked a little bit you were one of the hosts you had a major presence if mm-hmm. anybody didn't know i really recommend people go uh give it a give it a watch um joe and then of course uh john was one of yes. the other hosts so really cool really cool panel john Elsna from the um uh first regiment representing and uh, I got to talk a little bit along with Spider about kind of the fan experience and mm-hmm. the match day experience and, and how the community has grown from its yes. roots. Um, you know, in Weymouth, uh, we, uh, you know, they moved from there uh, into Fort Quincy where they are now. And it has been just a huge transition. We talked about that. I enjoyed Josh Larson talking about his captaincy and, and um leadership and just the the season and, and how things have developed in his time you know three years now right mm-hmm. with the club. yeah um, yep. so it was really it was really entertaining it was really informative i was my spot is right at the beginning if you watch mm-hmm. and i just hung out the whole time you know listening to the live show backstage um so i mean digitally backstage yes uh, really just enjoying kind of the front row seat to see how all that came together and, and listen to everybody, TK, you know, just a really cool group of people. So people should definitely run out and give that a watch. One thing that we did that I thought was really cool is we surprised Cam Davidowitz. Uh, we had him on as like lo- local boy did good type of thing. And then we right. dropped the bomb on him that he was voted the fans player of the year. So that was kind of cool. Um, also, um, for the folks that maybe were not aware, the Free Jacks had their um, annual awards dinner, I think a couple days back at this point. Uh, Mr. MVP Bodine Waka was awarded Players Player and also Free Jacks Player of the Year at that awards banquet. banquet. In addition to that, um, our boy Mitch Wilson, a.k.a. Iron Man, won the Minuteman Award at that event as well. And keep in mind, guys, for this upcoming playoff game on June the 19th, it is Spider Appreciation. So dress up like a super fan spider, which is a tricorn hat, Continental Army shirt. Those are kind of hard to get, I'm noticing. So you might want to substitute that with a Spider-Man uniform shirt that you can get on Amazon Prime, ship it right to you, and the Daisy Dukes. I've got my outfit already. I've even got (laughs) tights. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, depending on how warm it is, I've got like um, uh, the tight, the let. leggings uh, that are spider-man right. so we'll see how that goes it might be too warm to wear that yeah, it could be you might roast but yeah. you know for your art it, it could be worth it i agree you know, yeah that sacrifice is too great for art's sake <laughs> absolutely um you know obviously just a huge task in front of the free jacks here with this home game i mean the first home game in history for the free jacks um and it's the eastern conference finals with a chance to host the MLS, uh, or excuse me, right. MLS, MLR championship final at Fort first, Quincy. First playoff game in history. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, and huge that we get to play it at home, like you mentioned. Uh, it's going to be a ripper. It Absolutely. is going okay. to. I've been talking to people like at work, obviously, you know, it should shock nobody that I can't shut up about rugby mm-hmm. and the free Jacks generally. Yes. Um, and so talk, I, I talk about, I talk up the match every week mm-hmm. and I've just had so much energy <laughs> today. You know, we're filming this on, on Monday, right? Yep. And today at work, knowing the results from the weekend, talking to people about like New York are coming mm-hmm. and it is going to be absolutely wild these teams have a grudge they've both got a chip Mm -hmm. on their shoulder you know uh, three points of data is a trend and we've got three matches this season where we see the temperature rising week after week so it is uh 
going to be electric in Fort Quincy. It's going to be an absolute madhouse. I cannot wait. I hope they sell the game out. That would be fantastic for the atmosphere there at Fort Quincy. Um, but before we get too far into that, let's rewind a little bit because I know that you took some notations on the yes. uh, New Jersey at Atlanta game. I watched it, but I was also doing the um, the hosting duties for Ranger Tavern. So um, what did you see with the game? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, there was a big rip right in the first couple minutes from Naholo uh, on the wing, like 50, 60 meter run. And it looked at that point like, ooh, this is going to be, you know, we're going to see those those guys working on the edges today. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that that was like the most major offensive action of the match. Yeah. Um, what it turned into was a grind fest between two really physical sides. Yep. Um, the good news is that Atlanta took like everything out of New York that they possibly could have, Yep. you know, the first match, the first half was really even down to nine, nine to six at the half, mm-hmm. um, really low scoring game, very capable defense on both sides, very good kicking, especially from New York, just positional stuff. Um, so um, in the nutshell, it was a good playoff rugby match. You know, mm-hmm. those are things that you expect at that level. Uh, and they kind of can create a slightly different sort of tempo than you might be used to, right? Where there's just uh, hard to generate effective offense uh, right. because the defenses were both very coherent, very cohesive, and had good plans to um, just get up and make tackles, good line speed. All the fundamentals were there. Yes. Um, so it was it was very hard fought. Um, it was educational because uh, it went into extra time and Atlanta just like absolutely insisted that they were going to get a try at the end of the game, even though they were down, yep. you know, by too much to for it to matter. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted that try. They ground it out for two minutes solid, just continuing to put pressure on New York. And they did eventually get the try. And it honestly looked like those two minutes took more out of the New York team than the 80 minutes before it like obviously that's not true but man they were gassed and i mean atlanta were too but atlanta don't have a playoff match this week that's right i mean they're leaving it all on the field uh and those guys are are heading home right and new york uh atlanta may have done us a little bit of a favor especially in those last couple minutes just sapping all the energy that they could um, out of the team. So it was interesting. New York's, uh, you know, all the stuff that they do well, they did well. They didn't look like a different team, right, than they have during the year. Their defense and set piece were just pretty damn good. They managed the game really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would expect that with the number of veteran players that they have on that team. Um, their back three are going to just about feel rested, I think. They did not need to do that much work. Um, Scooter did uh, more than the other two, I would say. Um, And I think at the end, uh, Fido was... down but got up like seen i'm not moving to say he was hurt he was just one of the guys who was tired at the end of the game like on camera so listeners who noticed that might be like what are you talking about rested you know like he was laying on the ground just you know catching his breath when the the game finally ended so um you know they did they did some work but what i mean is that you know those are like flagship roster guys out on the wings mm-hmm. Naholo and fido and they just didn't have that much involvement offensively yeah. they didn't um, touch so, the ball that much yeah yeah it was it was tough for them to get it out wide to them um so i think they will still be big threats that we will watch how the free jacks deal with mm-hmm. um i'm really looking forward to this game it should be uh, spicy as we have mentioned and oh, the yeah. teams are just teams are just really good it's you know it's going to be a really good rugby match uh, between two very excellent teams i agree listen what i wrote down for the preview is uh, rugby new jersey finished the regular season in third place in the eastern conference with 56 overall points 433 points scored to 408 points conceded which is a point differential of only 25 Tries four was 63, tries against 57. The Old Blacks had to travel down to the Snake Pit in Atlanta to face the second seed in the East. I saw a few people referring to that game on Saturday as uninspired rugby, but Rugby New Jersey 
was in control the entire game. They never relinquished a lead at all. Um, this is a team that has been uh, constructed for the playoffs. I think that's fair to say. They have, uh, they have experience, talent. They have a bunch of veterans, some of whom were signed on late in, in the regular season, which has, you know, as we've talked about before, was controversial. Uh, oh, and by the way, New Jersey is the total package rugby team. I mean, they can do it all. Um, when yeah. you're playing Atlanta, you know, uh, it seems like a lot of teams that are successful in playing them want to copy their style and just do it better. And I think New Jersey did that uh, in terms of being very physical. They have a lot of offensive power, uh, firepower, and people normally immediately think of the backs in that way. But the forwards score tries too, guys. I mean, Dylan yeah, Fawcett, it's not time. a coincidence that he's up at the top three or whatever it is at this point in overall tries in league history. Um, they are super effective. And we saw this last time that we played them. And, you know, they beat us at, for the first time ever at Fort Quincy with three tries from that line-out, mall, try combination that they're so good at. Um, the other stuff that I wrote down here is uh, they're looking to punch their ticket to the first ever appearance in the MLR championship final. The only problem is the mighty, mighty free jacks are standing in their way. Um, you know, this is going to be an absolute barn burner, slobber knocker, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's the two best teams in the East facing off each against each other, which we can't say that in the West because of the disqualifications. But uh, this is going to be one hell of a game. And what are your overall you know, thoughts as these teams line up? Um, I think that, uh, first of all, I don't think that the New York, I know you weren't saying this, you were talking about other people, but the New York-Atlanta game, I do not think that was uninspired. I think, I think it was that's two really good teams, mm -hmm. you know, leaving it out there and, and testing each other to see who can come away. You know, it does look a little different from, you know, say the Seattle San Diego game where Seattle just beat up on San Diego, basically yep. um, never, never let their foot off the gas the whole time. I mean, it looks different and you, you know, you get to see more tries that way. Yep. So in that, in that sense, you know, I understand what people are saying, but um, I would say that it's a result of having two teams that are very evenly. Yes matched and are both very well prepared to play each other that's a great way um, to put it you know so uh that for obvious reasons with things changing as much as they did in the west you know those teams didn't have as much time to prepare didn't even know they were going to be in the playoffs mm -hmm. so i mean you end up with a little bit more of a slugfest right yes whereas in you know in the east everybody's known for a while what this was going to look like there weren't a lot of questions going back a few weeks um, it stayed really stable, and these these guys have been able to, you know, prepare. Coaches especially have been mm -hmm. able to look forward and prepare, you know, what they're what they're going to be doing. Um, I'm really interested to see what we are going to get in terms of things like lineup and substitution strategy. Yep. I really trust our coaches. Um, I go back to that Austin game where the lineup was so novel. And people said, what, you know, what is going on oh, with yeah. these players? We got bench yeah. guys starting and we got starters on the bench and it's madness. And then it was a really, really effective game plan to defeat Austin. Mm -hmm. um, it, it let us seem to control that match. So we know that the, you know, the true diamond brain guys there in the Free Jacks office have got a lot that they could work with. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll just be really interesting to see the rosters as they come out. Um, I don't think it will be wild. I'm not suggesting that we're going to see like a crazy roster this match. We just know that they're thinking in those really, really complex terms about what pieces they have, what tools they have in yes. the toolbox, and how do they want to use those tools mm -hmm. against this New York team specifically. So places to look for interesting things are like defending that New York lineout mall. Oh, gosh, um, yeah. We have a ton of, of ability in the back row, um, in the second row a little bit. We've seen uh, a lot of fluidity there. So it's going to be really interesting to see how those positions in particular shape up. I mean, I think obviously like nine through, you know, nine, 10, 12, 13. I don't think there's a lot of question. We know we're looking at like John Poland, Bodine yeah. Waka, you know, LaRue Milan and Wayne Vanderbank. That's, That's right. pretty clear. 
Yep. Um, you know, a, a lot of positions are settled, but uh, in the I pack you... especially, there's a lot of choices that they could make in terms of how they want to approach this game Absolutely. strategically. I would be shocked if the if the backs were different than what we've seen consistently each year. And, and what I'm talking about, the, the lineup that you just gave, you know, I 100% check mark on that. But in terms of the wings, you got Bell and Connor on one side, Wilson on the other, and then Dougie Fife at 15. I would be blown away if that is not what they go with because, I mean, that's what we've seen most of the year and it's it's been fantastic back there um yeah. you know you got jack reeves and harrison boyle coming off the bench would be my guess with that and as you're saying the forwards is a little bit more of a question mark uh we know that there's some injuries uh specifically at hooker they are thin in that position right now that's kind of my biggest wonder about that uh, but everything else you know uh yeah they can do a lot of stuff there's there's a lot of depth on this squad uh in the forward area so that's what I'm going to be most curious about when we see the lineup drop most likely on Friday or Thursday, maybe we'll see how that goes, but um, keep in mind folks, you know, this is something that uh, Matt McCarthy from the rugby wrap up happened to highlight um, now the, uh, so he was saying back then it was seven and one, but now it is eight and one. That is the record of the old blacks on the road. They're absolute war- road warriors. So don't, yeah. you know, it's not going to be a huge deal for them to come up there and try to steal a win from the free Jacks. They've done it all year long against opponents on the road. It's not really that much of an away game. It's a bus ride, not a plane ride. So, um, you know, we, you, we cannot underestimate how good this team is and how they've been constructed to win a shield. It is the tallest task, I think, that we will face all year because with all due respect to the Western Conference, I think if you win this game, you, you, you know, as long as you show up, you should be able to win the shield. This is really the do or die time for us, I think. It would be a massive upset if we win this game and then happen to lose whoever comes out of the West. So it's a huge opportunity in front of the Free Jacks right now. we got to play one game at a time, obviously, but um, it all comes down to this. I mean, if you lose, you go home. If you Also, if you lose, there's a lot of fans that are just going to be obviously overall happy with what they've seen, but they're going to be extremely upset that they that our team lost to New York. Uh, that's just the way it is, right? With the rivalry, right? It would it's a rivalry, like, right? Yes, it's yeah, rivalry. it's it's gonna it would sting more. It's been a phenomenal season, yes. and but it being New York, that's right, would mean that it would sting that much more, you know, to a lose a, a playoff game yep. against them. Yeah, yep. I think your point about them being such a good road team is well made. Mm-hmm. Um, they are fantastic on the road. Uh, it really doesn't seem to bother them at all um, to play on the road. And it makes them formidable, which means our best bet is for somebody to find out what hotel they're staying in, <laughs> pull the fire alarm. No, oh, the Jacks Rangers show does not endorse any illegal activity. Absolutely. Even not. that targeted against the rugby United New Jersey. Yes. Hoop team. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be wild, Dave. I, I don't I mean, I have a prediction in front of me. I'm just I, I'm so worried. Woo, this is going to be a wild one, man. Like, <laughs> ultimately, if the Free Jacks win, we're going to be dancing on New Jersey's grave, as you would expect that we would do online and, and just have a great time. But if we lose the game, boy, oh, boy, it's going to be a long offseason, my friend. Uh, you better be ready to he- – if you're ready to say it, you better be ready to I know, hear it. I know. Yep, 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 absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, with that being said, let's get into the key to the game, and I will let you go first. Yes, uh, I have been known to cheat from time to time. So I've cheated again and listed two, one thinking attack minded and one for defense. But they're very simple, lethal turnovers and scramble defense. Um, We know that creating those turnovers and exploiting turnover opportunities, counterattack opportunities is just a huge part of the Free Jacks game plan. Mm -hmm. I think the defenses are going to be up to the task to shutting down a lot of phase play. Um, We'll see those one, two, three phases and then kicks. Um, And that means that when we are transitioning, when we get an opportunity to attack an unstructured New York team, it's going to be critical that we produce something with those moments. So lethal turnovers. We've got to be able to, to, you know, make a lot of ground and, and get some set, at least set ourselves up to score. Mm-hmm. And then scramble defense. We know New York can break the gain line and we know they're particularly dangerous when they break the gain line and get into that offload game that they are, you know, really good at very good support running from New York. 
So in those moments, our scramble defense is important. Both of these things are things that the Free Jacks have been very good at this season. That's right. Those are strengths. So it's I think it's good that our keys to the game are just to use our strengths, do what we know works, um, and be ready to you know shut down those break those breakouts like defense in depth with the scramble d and mm-hmm. when we can uh you know then turn over the ball or even the free jacks have been good at using those moments to create turnovers how many interceptions do they have on those weird yep. spots where guys break the line and then they turn to try to offload and uh, oh it's paula balacana <laughs> he's stealing your ball and running right. down the field you know oh, yeah. so these these two aren't disconnected they, there's a little bit that ties them together um, and, and if your scramble defense is good enough, you can turn those breakthroughs into opportunities to counterattack. So, absolutely, I feel good about that. I mean, as you're saying, you know, both of these things, the free jacks have been really good at all year long. So they just need to continue that momentum with those specific things that you're listing here. I'm going to go ahead and throw this out here. You know, the last game that we played them uh, up at Fort Quincy, the, the game that we lost, the only uh, points that New York, or excuse me, New Jersey got were in the first half, and they were all from the line out to ball try combination that they're so good at. Yep. So my whole key to the game is neutralize the line out malls because I feel like the scramble defense is so good that um, even though there's very talented and experienced players out there on those wings, um, you know, we can, we can, the free Jacks can handle that with a, a gain line busting situation. Uh, they've done it all year long. So I think ultimately it comes down to making sure that we try to control. And this is something that teams I'm sure game plan with uh, New Jersey. Everybody knows what New Jersey wants to do every single game because it's the identity of this team for the past three years. But some teams are just not good at stopping it. And those teams ultimately lose the game against New Jersey. So we have to find a way to, to crack that code. And I think if we do that, we're going to be okay. All right. Excellent. Let's discuss predictions, and I will go first this time around. I think it's going to be very close. I am hoping for a, a situation like we had at Hoboken in the first game uh, w- that we traveled down there to. I believe you were there as well, David. It seems like yep. um, the Free Jacks kind of separated themselves in the last 20 minutes. I would love for that to be the case where we pull on a couple tries at the end and we just have an absolute blast in the stands. I do not believe it's going to be that type of game. I think it's going to be a squeaky bum time, you know, chewing on your fingernails, praying to the skies, whatever you guys do out there um, when you're very nervous. But I think it's going to be New Jersey 21, New England 24. And I've said it all year long, tongue in cheek, you know, Last second drop goal by Waka to win the game <laughs> as the 80 minutes expires. I would love for that to be the case. Extremely unlikely in modern rugby, as you know, but uh, I think that would be a, a perfect end to uh, a great rivalry series that we've had with these guys. Excellent. I like that. Um, I, I, I Score predictions I always struggle with a little bit, and for this week it felt – really difficult i sat just trying to figure out you know like okay like doing calculus in my brain (laughs) right like what's gonna look like now if we neutralize the you know inside threat uh and so i decided we're we're gonna let the the gods of chance take over i've got a couple dice oh my gosh i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna generate a couple of scores for the first time ever on the jacks ranger show we're we're leaving it up to the dice I've got a uh, nine, so a nineteen, and okay. I've got a uh, a twenty six. So, so I'm gonna go. That's that's my score. I'm gonna go wow. New York nineteen, Free Jacks twenty six. Love Still it. Still within a try. It's a close yeah. game. The dice have spoken. Isn't that the score from the last game, Atlanta versus New Jersey? I think that is actually, yeah. <laughs> How about uh, that? Uh, Twenty-six to seventeen. Ah, uh, okay. That one. All right, all right. So well, close, close, close. Very but, close. But, but I think we could have a game that that really, you know, looks somewhat similar to that. I agree. Um, um, you know, in in the end, there was more scoring in the second half of that game. You know, mm-hmm. it was tighter, tighter at the half, and then opened up a little bit, but yes. still a still a close, uh, fairly close game. I could see uh, that playing I think, out that way yeah. as well for this one where the teams are kind of testing each other out a lot of physicality and then mm-hmm. maybe in the last 20 you're going to see a little bit more action uh in terms of tries and you know that sort of yeah. stuff uh that, that guys, could definitely be the case as guys wear out right yeah, absolutely and uh you know subs come in and have a big impact those finishers the whole philosophy's right. changed now you know it's yeah. not your second best whatever it's now your you know executioner who comes out there to just 
take heads and go home. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm extremely excited. Any final thoughts prior to exiting the, the video? Uh, I'm, it's going to be amazing. I'm so amped. Uh, everything has worked toward this point um, in terms of the players, uh, the fans, the, the staff, the coaches. Um, you know, this is what you play hoping that you get, right? This opportunity in the postseason to really, really put it all on the line and try to bring it home. So extremely exciting. I cannot imagine how amped the players are going to be. Um, and uh, the fans, I think, are going to be almost equally insane. So get out there, get loud, get proud. It's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. Extremely excited to see um, how well the atmosphere is going to be. You know, in the previous game, I will say that uh, the one that we lost there at Fort Quincy against New Jersey, I imagine it was the weather plus uh, just no real advantage for the Free Jacks winning that game in terms of the points. The atmosphere was a little bit disorganized and a little bit uh, deflated. So I do not expect that for this game. I expect uh, our best atmosphere all year long because, hey, listen, it's a playoff game in the Boston area. If you can't get yeah. up for that, I don't know, you, know, you might want to check your pulse. So I'm extremely it'll be, excited. It'll be a totally different atmosphere yeah it'll be nice i agree with you it's a little quiet it was almost kind of nice it felt like taking in a minor league ball game or something right where, like, where it doesn't matter, ah, you know yeah. i'm here I don't, i'm not too invested in the outcome yes i'll have a pretzel it'll right. be good yeah <laughs> no worries yeah, yeah. That, that won't be the feel this week man no. it's gonna be everybody baying for blood so absolutely make sure everybody bring uh get your uh, spider outfits ready come on out. Uh, you know, I don't expect anybody to have a voice uh, that following Monday. <laughs> it's a federal holiday, by the way. So that's, that's very it nice. Is, so you yes. don't have to actually speak uh, on Monday, I imagine. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have a good time. Extremely happy. Uh, so we'll, we'll say this, uh, we'll let's do um, a let's ride and then a huzzah. Okay. Sounds good. In three, two, one, let's ride. Let's ride. Huzzah. Huzzah. Woo. All right, Rangers, send us an email at jacksrangersshow at gmail.com. Interact with us on social media. Let us know how we did in this episode. Make sure you're continuing to like our online graphics and make comments on those on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you haven't done so, we would really appreciate if you subscribed on YouTube for all of the video components or companions to this show. If you haven't given us a five-star review, we'd greatly appreciate that as well on whatever way that you listen to this show. Hope to see everybody there at Fort Quincy on June the 19th at 3 p.m. for our first ever playoff game for the Free Jacks. Before we head out of here, I wanted to go over on this day in American Revolutionary War history in Williamsburg, the Virginia Convention adopted George Mason's Declaration of Right. The Revolutionary War quote is, one man with courage is a majority. That was Thomas Jefferson. And with that being said, I only have a couple more words to go here, guys. Go Free Jacks, saddle up, Let's ride, beat New Jersey, and huzzah, baby. Woo!